This podcast is brought to you by Media8. Welcome to the Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs podcast, where every fortnight, your hosts, Adam Shepard and Natasha Price, take a long, hard look at the world through the eyes of two people who believe in grabbing life by the balls and squeezing tighter than Borat in a mankini. The good, the bad, the often cringeworthy, but most importantly, the hilarity that can and often does ensue. If you're looking for fluffy sunshine and rainbows, My Little Pony meets Care Bears type of purity, you've probably come to the wrong place. If you're after good conversation, warped humour, quick wit, a touch of sarcasm, two proud people with disabilities with the no holes barred, leave no stump unturned outlook on life, welcome home. Hello. Hi, how you going? <laughs> Bloody spectacular. It's um, it, It's been a, a good few weeks. It has been a really good few weeks. Notice how I didn't actually start by going, hey, what have you been up how to? You been, yeah, how, you, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Jesus. I'd be really worried if I was going up to you and uh, doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. Me too. Me too. Do you know what? I'm currently sitting on a cushion that's burst so my cushion is made uh, the the back segment of it is made of air Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i've blown it up but it's got a slow puncture Mm -hmm. and i'm 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 sure if we put you you are shorter than normal if if you put it on time lapse you'll see my height go down (laughs) as the show goes yeah Yes. Oh, somebody's calling me awesome. Excellent. Good job if you are calling me right now. (laughs) Who was it? Who was it? Uh Oh, it was Shell. Hello, Hi, Shell. Shell. <laughs> we're, we're currently live. You should be watching. <laughs> She'll call you back. I promise. I will. I'll, I'll I make, will. I'll make sure of it. So we've had uh, we've had a pretty cool week. We have. We've had a pretty cool few weeks. We've had fact. a very cool couple of weeks, actually. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we did, um, well, <laughs> you did. I, I did. mean, we both did it. Um, we, su- we both su- did. Sunshine, uh, Sunshine Coast Half Marathon. Yes. But you did... Your first half marathon in your day chair. In my day chair. I'm so proud of you. Thank like you. no, seriously, because you because you were bricking it a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Look, I was I was supremely confident that I'd make it through. What kind of condition I'd be in at the other end, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Like I, I knew I could do it. Like I, I reckon on a big day you and I probably push close to that when yeah, we're easy. pushing around and doing what we do. Yeah. But um and I like I do ten Ks and you know, somebody I won't mention was like, Hey, you should try a half <laughs> marathon. I'm like <laughs> Yeah, because mm. I I actually had faith in you that you'd be able to do it. Mm. I, it was it was fun. Would. It was, and I actually came out of it all right. I mean, you were you were really good. I like I I was very very suitably impressed. Yeah, it was a little little bit muscle tightness the next day. Yeah, but but, but, but it was. I mean, I pushed twenty one and a half. Don't, but haven't you? Don't you find that when you do a heavy gym session, you feel tighter? Oh, hundred percent. And, and, and you know, stiffer than I, I had less. I had that. less DOMs after pushing twenty and a half k's than most yeah. of my gym sessions. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so it's mm. it really isn't. It's it's not that big a deal to yeah. jump from the ten k to the twenty. Yeah. I think the twenty to the forty is is. Very, very different, and to go into that kind of untrained and stuff is yeah, just is just crazy. But if yeah. you're used to doing ten k's, that 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 hop between the two, yeah. I don't I don't think is that extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so like I I'll go out and do a twenty k race without really training for it, which yeah, I yeah. probably shouldn't tell people. But anyway, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that 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 kind of jump between a half marathon yeah. and a full marathon is quite different. Yeah, I am doing <laughs> a full marathon in my day chair. Oh, well, we, we have a friend that does that, don't yeah, we? Oh, you you crazy ma- son of a bitch. Yeah, he's a madman. <laughs> yeah. Madman, he can have that all to himself. That's how you bugger your body, but yeah. um, yes, that's a different thing altogether. <laughs> yeah. Hey, should we get into this? Yes. I, uh, I, I have, I've had enough of, of telling you that I'm proud of you, so. Thank you. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun, and um, our, our friends at Atlas put on an amazing event. Yes. And um you kicked us. You did the you did the half marathon. Well, and I, I, and, and and you know the same day I made an announcement, didn't I? You you did. You absolutely So I I <laughs> <laughs> an announcement that hasn't actually gone quite to plan, but we'll we'll get to that <laughs> quite in, in just a second. But I made the announcement that I am actually retiring from full marathons. Mm. I, I'd still plan on doing halves and ten k's and stuff as a bit of fun, but competitively from full marathons purely because I'm, <laughs> you know, it's making me unwell. Yep. I'm I I can't continue doing the level of training it takes to do full marathons yep. at, a, at you know a super competitive level, mm-hmm. um, and and keeping my health on track and running the <coughs> business and 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 everything Excuse else me. we're doing yep. is it, it's it's just too much. And my my health isn't good at the best of times. Yeah. Um, I'll borrow your bottle. Uh, yes. 
I need to. Uh, you probably want to open it. <laughs> oh, the, prob- the, the the funniest thing about that is oh, I was I was watching open. Uh, no, I, I was watching you do that and just uh, had to wait you. for you to. <laughs> d- you okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, One of these days I'll remember to <laughs> actually come in here with a water bottle. Yeah, good job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I made the announcement that I was going to retire from full marathons mm-hmm. that I just couldn't do it anymore and. <laughs> <laughs> Two days later, I got an invite from Sydney Marathon to go, go and do Sydney Marathon in, in a couple of weeks. Timing so was impeccable. Yes. Um, and it, it was an offer that I just I couldn't turn down. Yep. A- apart from always wanting to do Sydney. Yep. Um but it just yeah, I could I couldn't say I couldn't say no to yep. the, the 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 huge amount of prize money that's on no. offer well, and also the fact that it's you know fully funded package so for, yeah. for me and the fact is that you know if if you come away with some prize money it means funding for other races and, and that's stuff and, and that's my motivator which is expensive for this. as hell so. yeah you know we we've got <coughs> we've got two overseas mm-hmm. trips in uh, November and December Japan and Thailand yep. that need that need funding I I don't receive any government funding any yep. sponsorship if if anybody's interested in sponsoring me or us we please. would um, please it would yep. be extremely helpful um, we, we run the business as not as a not-for-profit but as a social an- enterprise yeah. so d- I don't earn any from no, really no, from exactly. what we do there so um it, 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 it yes it would it would be that and th- that's mm. it you know the prize money i've not done a race before where there's been substantial prize money on offer it's yep. usually you know 50 bucks 100 bucks a couple of hundred if you're lucky but yeah, yeah. um very very rarely do you actually mm. get anything at all so yeah. um yeah, I'm only a couple of months out of having done my last full marathon. I thought, yeah. oh, do you know what? Fuck it. It's yeah, yeah. it's too good an offer. And oh, and I s- and I still have um, Oita Japan in, in say, November. We've got a couple and overseas trips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oita Japan in November, and mm. w- and I'm doing London yep. in in April. So. Yeah. It, it's it's not the end of the world, but you know, track is going to be my focus from yep. now on. So my retirement was from marathon will still stand, but mm. that was going to be my last Australian event. Yeah. So yeah. so Sydney will be my last Australian full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, anyway, good. cool. Anywho, Excellent. it's a good. It, if you know, from as a coach, I I think I I absolutely understand why you made that call, and mm-hmm. um, I I think it's a wise call. I mean, I I'd never as a co- as your coach, um, you know, it's not up to me to tell you what you should and should be doing. I mean, it's, I do to a degree as a, as a coach, but um, I, I definitely think it's a wise call. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know it's right for me. Mm-hmm. And and I'm excited for track because yeah. I because we, we both know from my training that, w- yeah. that I have a good chance of, of mm-hmm. um, you know, of, of yep. doing some big things with this. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens. All right, cool. Let's, uh, shall we... Actually, I think this will this will move quite nicely into our social media takedown yeah. segment. Do it. Social media takedown! Now, this segment this week kind of really interestingly flows on nicely from me talking about my, my crappy health. Yes. And, and um, actually, it was on my retirement post mm-hmm. that a person that I know said to me um oh you should try watching this tiktok video this woman knows how to cure diabetes <laughs> now sorry did i laugh diabetes cannot be cured and, mm. and even type 2 can't yeah. it can't be cured it can mm-hmm. be managed with diet yeah. it can it can almost seem like it's it's disappeared because yeah. you know if you get your sugars and everything under control pre-diabetes can be cured but yeah. diabetes itself and type 1 you have your pancreas has just stopped working mm-hmm. you 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 are not producing any insulin whatsoever yeah. so if you're a type 2 you can control your diet enough so that the insulin that you're still producing because you produce a little bit, a little bit is still, um yeah is 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 enough to cover the food you're eating but as a type one if you don't have insulin you die it's Mm. as simple as that there's there's no way of getting Mm. around that no insulin death Mm. unless you have a pancreatic transplant Mm. and you know maybe Mm. 0.0001 percent of diabetics Mm. get that get that so if if you so if you're a type 2 diabetic diabetic and your pancreas craps out completely so you produce does that then make you a type 1 diabetic um no the makes just makes you an insulin dependent it makes you insulin dependent yeah an insulin dependent type, type 2, two. Yeah. yeah or at least that's always the w- i don't know if that's changed in yeah. recent years but that's always the way i was taught yeah okay yeah. cool um 
but anyway, like, yes, I'm using this in, as an example, but how often online do you get people say to you, oh, you know, such and such did this and they cured that and it's, you know, an incurable illness or they're offering really unwarranted medical advice yeah. that has nothing to do with the thing you're talking about. Or, yeah. or you know, my friend called can- cured their cancer by eating nothing but eggs. Mushrooms. I don't know. Do, yeah, do you know what I mean? There's always this this stuff that, it just it it's not feasible. It's not real. Mm, yep. It's you know shit they may have seen online or something that's ha- helped for one person who yeah. is who is the complete exception to the rule, and it's it's you know probably you know just some kind of you know idiosyncrasy that's happened for them as yeah. opposed to actual something that medically works. Yeah. Who then sits online and you know they keyboard warrior type people telling you that you should do this and you should, oh you should, maybe if you just thought more positively or mm. <sighs> do you know what i mean it's like oh that's just a severe lack of understanding of the realities i i you know social media is as a big a really i mean obviously this is social media takedown but since the advent of social media really has a big has had a really big part to play in in things like this because people couldn't couldn't you know express that kind of opinion so freely before social mm-hmm. media yeah. you know the amount of times that you know i've had somebody message me and go oh you must have done something bad in a previous life oh i know you know you you've, you yep. would have had the same yep. thing i'm yep. like get a life like why well actually if i did something bad in a previous life and i've got this life now i should continue to do bad things Hell yeah. because my life's fucking awesome bloody good it's, it's that they're saying that because they're assuming you've got a shit life because you've got a disability yeah, exactly fucking ableist prick sorry <laughs> jesus all right then <laughs> but um yeah just yeah this uh this that kind that was an interesting comment from that lady. So. Oh shit! I've got to calibrate. You do. Can you yeah. ca- can, can you continue talking for a moment? Yeah, I suppose I can do that. Yeah, it's um yeah it's interesting, and I think you know people only ever say like like the comment that was made to you. It's only ever meant as a. Oh no! It's it's well, mm. usually only meant, or it's somebody, or somebody as you know, as a as someone who's trying to be kind and helpful, but. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes that that advice is just incredibly unwarranted. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, but it's also people making assumptions about things. Yeah. And sometimes it's just people trying to play and scam you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Whereas you know somebody approaching me on or you online and saying, oh, it's you're like that because of something oh, you yeah, didn't. That's just that's just they, they deserve a kick in the head. Yeah, Sorry, it, but it's just plain vindictiveness. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think it's people that are religious zealots that that quite often which um once again i i'm personally not religious however um i i I do believe that people should have religious freedom however please don't push that bullshit on me because because that to me is not about religion that's about somebody making assumptions about you as an individual because you have a health condition or a disability and that's Mm. just i'm sorry but i don't see anything that is um, morally correct yep. about that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but agree. anyway, that's yep. just me. A coffee Subway sandwich. Exactly. But your Subway sandwich. No, but I just meant them. Just, well, just the fuck off bit. Yeah, just the fuck off bit. Maybe we haven't used that button in ages. I know. I was looking for an opportunity. Hey, uh, let's move on really quick. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. And okay, um, I've done my calibration. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm free to live. All right. Should we, let's do kindness for us. Oh, do it, do it, do yeah, it. Okay. The kindness virus. <laughs> so, uh, I always Exhale. feel so relaxed. You sound like um, uh, oh, that bloody thing on the radio in the morning. The Oh, my mate, um... Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, Flan, yeah, yeah, Sean Flanagan, yeah, and yeah. he does, um, uh, <laughs> I can't think of it, Serenity, Serenity Safe Harbor, Sa- yes, that's the one, yeah, yeah, Serenity Safe Harbor, <laughs> 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 yes, anyway, so, so staying on the track of marathons and and racing and and all yes. that sort of stuff, and awesomeness, and 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 total awesomeness, um, we thought we'd dedicate this kindness for us to. Um, the amazing. So we're we're very fortunate. We're 
part of a group called the Atlas, Atlas Collective. Atlas Collective. And we are we so we are mm-hmm. ambassadors for Atlas Events. Atlas Events. We we've spoken about these guys before. Yep. Um they run the um uh, you know quite a few of the marathons we do Ken's yep. um Sunshine Coast, um Hobart yep. and they also do some triathlon and swimming events. So they yep. you know they they do a lot of really amazing events and and we are ambassadors yep. for them and, and yep. always proud to cuz because as an organization they're incredible but we spoke we've yeah. spoken to about, yeah. about those guys yeah. before but anyway the the group of ambassadors is called the, the atlas, atlas collective, collective. Yep. and i have got to say do you not feel with those guys like you have known them your entire 100%. life you you could not find a nicer bunch of people and like we're not all bloody elite athletes <laughs> you know no, the, these are just guys that are going out you know, just enjoying running for whatever their reasons yep. are. So, you know, some journeys. Some, are, some so, take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know. so, you know, some of them, their journeys started off as weight loss journeys and they're yep. just, you know, some, some are, you know, in their 40s and 50s and trying to show that people can just continue following their health and fitness yeah. journeys to whatever age and oh could just going out there and inspiring people by mm. being themselves as people yeah. that do it for uh, mental for health yeah, issues run for causes yeah, and um, ben and yeah, um, yeah our mate ben runs for uh, november and yes. um he's, the he's about he's about to do that that bike ride uh, brisbane to no um cans to brisbane Kansas and brisbane. back yes I, which um, is freaking amazing was, you know what i'm actually going to put if you'd like to so check it out. I'll post his Facebook page for his event um, on this because I'd love to get some support behind yes. him because he's a top top guy and Ben Anderson. Ben and Anderson yeah. and and his his uh, Instagram is Ride for November Movember. Ride for November. Yeah, yeah. so uh, you should check that out, guys, because yep. he's doing incredible things. You'll notice him because he's got the big pink most mo mo and, and he, he, looks, he looks like he should come out of some kind of nineteen hundreds <laughs> western or something. It's very very cool. Needs like the, the red um the cigar suit or yeah, what do you call like those things? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I know. Suit. yeah, yeah. I, I love I, I love his whole look. It's fantastic. <laughs> he's awesome. But yeah. he is he's awesome. And and there are there are just they are just awesome guys and yep. they have been so good to yep. us as as just a group of incredible humans, yep. friendly people that have gone out of their way to kind of welcome us to to events because most of them were ambassadors the year before we yep. started doing this, so they already all knew each other. Mm-hmm. But we just feel like part of the family. 100%. Right. I'd, I'd like to talk about Mel. Yeah. So Melissa bought her gorgeous six-year-old daughter yeah, yeah. Um, along to Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, yeah. 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 What a and so Brooklyn just, she attached herself to us didn't yeah. herself to us didn't yeah, she yeah, she yeah. was just the m- most gorgeous little kid she had yep. so many questions but I, d- I tell you what so mel messaged me last week i think yeah, it was yeah. and mm. said so what what do you and adam actually do for a living mm. and i was like oh we well we're you know we're motivational speakers obviously we have the podcast talk blah, a lot blah, of shit we, on a we, podcast yeah exactly <laughs> we just talk shit that's what we do but anyway and she's um, she's come back and said so um brooklyn wants to do a show and tell at school about meeting you and i'm like oh my freaking god is that not just the best like and this is why we love talking to kids and why we you and i go out of our way to um include little kids and and answer their questions and and all their curiosities because at the end of the day Mm. when you reach them at that age and they realize that People with disabilities are just like anybody else, yep. and, and you know we're super cool. And there's really cool things about us. Super cool. You know, there's super cool things well about I us. Well, I am. I don't know about you, but try to be I about am. us in our chair and all that kind of yeah. stuff. They they take that through their whole lives, 100%, and, and yep. there's never any judgment or mm-hmm. assumption and stuff. Yep. If if you know, it's like with Fletch, he doesn't know any mm. different. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No. And so, mm. disability is just part of his life, and he doesn't understand when people see us as different because. Yep. We're just in his life. So if we can reach children from that age, there won't be a world where there's so much unconscious bias and so so many false assumptions and and, and issues. Inclusion will just be. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll be out of a job because we won't need to worry about that shit anymore. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully we can still keep talking shit to each other. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing this podcast when we're into our 90s. I reckon. Yeah. We'll We'll be going, right? 
talking yeah. like We'll probably this. be worse then than we are now. Yeah, God, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, me I, too. I'm, too, yeah. I'm mouthy enough as it is. Can you imagine what I'll be like when I'm 90? Are you really going to talk to me when you're in your 90s still? Potentially, yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll probably be fucked off with you by then. Yeah, probably. Um, I know I will be with you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, but Atlas Collective. Yes. If you guys are watching, we love you guys. You're the we best. Do. Like they've and they've done. They help us with things. Yeah. They've they've hooked us up with you know a hotel accommodation when we haven't been able to yeah. get any, or they've um, even just little things like helping bring my racing chair over to the yeah. race precinct and and help making sure that my day chair gets to the finish line and yeah. just little things like that that actually make a really really huge difference yeah. but being real friends and yeah. treating us like friends yeah. and and knowing mm. that we're part of the family and just yeah. being accepting of us and who we are and and you know that always means a lot it's all makes i mean races are always fun to go to anyway yeah. but it, it makes them when you know that you're going to catch up with those guys there yeah. and you know we're going to have the laughs that we have and you know the camaraderie and you know the yeah, you know, absolutely, and the shit giving that gets given <laughs> as well. Well, yes, there's, there's, a bit of that. there's always a lot of shit yeah. giving, but that's the fun part. It is, it is, yeah. But no, they're awesome, and uh, so yeah, they're our uh, your our kindness virus kindness because virus. each and every single one of them is just they're all yep. just incredibly kind hearted. Yep, they are. And it, it's um it's it's unusual to come across a group it of is. ambassadors where mm. they everyone is just like every single one of them yep. is an awesome human, and we all get together, and it's just like we it, it's like. You know, it yeah, a group of a group of really long term absolutely, friends and it was like that from the beginning. It like was, it really was, yeah. it, it was, which is um, which is just a lovely feeling. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we we always really enjoy that. We got to get out of here. We do, yeah, we do. Cool. So anyway, thanks, Graziella. Thank for coming to uh, hang out with us. Yeah, so we are going to play the next part of her mm-hmm. show now. Yep. So interview um, the interview from last week, which 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 we've split yes. into two. So hope you stick around for that because like, we do. think you'll it's enjoy amazing. it. There was there was um, a lot of insights and a lot of awesome stuff said. Yeah. So stick around for part two now and um, enjoy. Culture and sport is is also something that we both we talk about a lot, and you know there's a, there are a lot of teams that have culture managers and you know that sort of thing within the team, um, and I think in my humble opinion, I, I think you know depending on the team, it's a little bit hit and miss. What do we need to do to to be better at that? Oh, do you want me to go into my topic that I talked about the the summer because I I yeah, talk absolutely. about I talk about um, cult versus culture and it's one of the keynotes that people get me to do quite often so mm. I'm going to do it for the Boxing Federation I'm doing it again for a coaches conference in Johannesburg mm-hmm. and awesome. and again next year for um, the International Swim Schools Association mm. conference I'm delivering a cult versus culture and how we can grow coaches who can evolve really um, you know really positive cultures really quickly because when you have a positive culture in sport that actually leaves way for the sport and it comes from safety, mm-hmm. it comes from security, it comes from, you know, humour, mm-hmm. it comes from the willingness and safety gives way to the willingness to take risks mm-hmm. and also to to push yourself and to engage. When you feel safe with a group of people, you'll engage in more, you'll be more entrepreneurial, you'll take be- bigger mm-hmm. risks. True. So positive culture is a place where safety is paramount mm-hmm. and where we can explore risks, but where we have respect for one another. A cult is a place where you feel that if you don't do something mm-hmm. um, exactly, then it's fearful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like a, a growth place where, you, hey, look, can I coach you? In, and this is a coaching opportunity to be able to grow these things. Here's some suggestions that I'd like to make. Or, um, you know, that maybe if you involve this in what you did, then that might actually work a little bit faster for yep. you. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of ways to work with that. But we've also got pushback at the moment because we've got a real lack of discipline mm-hmm. that's creeping through yep. some of Gen Z. And I know that schools are battling because that authority isn't there anymore. Yeah. So we've got a few things happening. So when we talk about positive culture, it's a two-way street. You've got to be open to listening and learning, mm. but you've also got to be willing to to create safety. Yeah. 
and I think it comes safety comes it's it's also from the athlete and the coach Mm -hmm. and it's from the student and the teacher Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think we've got to come at this and think okay so what's become unsafe about our entire culture that we Mm -hmm. have out there and maybe it's because we've got way too many access points coming at us mm. and we don't know what to read or yeah. what to trust yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense that makes a lot of sense i mm. think um there's overload yeah overload with it so yeah no that makes total sense to me and there's yeah. a lot of gaslighting yeah. too oh. yeah there's a lot of like you know popularist thinking who's got more money who's got more more popularity um, we've got social influencers telling us where you know we should be going yeah. we also need to just be thinking for ourselves mm. and yep. and yep. just feeling a little bit more mm. and that's what we do at OHUB we rewire your central nervous system so we teach you how to reconnect conscious thinking back to central nervous system back to how you read your emotions and then a new set of responses and then that puts it all back in your power yeah mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are walking outside of themselves at the moment mm. they're yeah. not actually in their own power mm. and isn't it nice to think that you could be back in your own power absolutely yeah, yeah 100 i think i think nowadays so many people are i guess motivated to be doing whatever it is that they are doing with their lives you know even if it's just sitting on the couch all day by some kind of um, extrinsic motivation because there's a pressure being put on them from the outside rather than focusing on that intrinsic stuff the the stuff that you know they feel in their hearts to keep them you know moving forward to find their passion their purpose their you know their their point with you know whatever they want to do with their lives and and there's not enough um often not enough focus on those intrinsic needs uh, you know as opposed to the extrinsic needs and and focus mm. that society in general puts on on everybody everybody experiences those um it, you know external motivators and i think i think that can often be a crying shame if you're you're so motivated to live out a life or, or you know or something that's making you really unhappy purely because you feel that outside pressure and um I th- you, you see it a lot yeah hey? absolutely yeah. well i think there's there's huge battles going on in our community i think the saddest stories I've, I've seen is when we kind of get um a young group of athletes together and they say to us can you teach us about how to work with the haters mm. the people mm. that don't like us because we're succeeding yeah. and quite often it's not just the people it's the parents it's yep. the and it can start even with mm. one or two on a team who go back and say something to their parents and suddenly this story that no yeah. these athletes don't even know is being spread about them is mm. being spread about them mm-hmm. and they don't know what they're battling and then they come back and they kind of go i'm battling something i can't see can't feel can't touch but i know it's there yeah, yeah. and it affects them yeah. so i think um those silent battles they need to somehow be stopped in positive coaching and athlete-centred coaching that brings us back to it takes 16, 30, 32 of us to to be that formula. Mm-hmm. So we need each other and we also need our competitors mm-hmm. and we also need to be able to work together and we need to work between sports. Mm-hmm. Then I think then we, we're coming somewhere close to a positive sports culture. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So... Prior to, we mentioned before about your background in forensic science. So that was prior to starting the optimization hub. Oh, that was way back when. Do you want to delve back into my childhood? Um, <laughs> so let, let's, let's talk about when. No, that that was my first career was in forensic psychology, not so, so much science. Sorry, forensic yeah. psychology, yeah. yeah. So how does that, that, that skill set that you had then, how does that help you in what you guys do now in the optimization hub? Oh, gosh. So... Um, I love my history now. I remember Mm. thinking when I was going through it, I didn't know where I was heading. Mm -hmm. I told you that at 14, I I decided that I wanted to go and really, you know, make a positive impact for young people in the world. I knew that's where I wanted to head to. Uh, But I tried to work in, um, you know, women's refuge and places like that. And I was told that I couldn't work there because of how I looked. So I cut my hair off and I dyed it black and I put, holes in my shirt and went back and got the job volunteering it's really amazing it's a great journey um and i remember giving a seminar years later in forensics to a population of police working so as a forensic psychologist you work um going back and forward to the jails to you know maximum security into other places and i remember the person that um had sort of said oh you know 
they're not going to respond well to you because of how you look and I changed my look yeah. to get the job was actually in the audience came up to me and said, oh, that was an amazing wow. speech I loved mm-hmm. it blah 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 and I looked at her and I really I smiled and um and I said to her I said do you remember me and she said no and I said look when I was young when I was about 14 15 mm-hmm. I came to you and you did me a favor you challenged me to see how much I wanted something because I basically mm. went and cut my hair off and came back and you gave me the job. Mm. And I went on and I wasn't actually going to go into forensics. Mm. I wanted to go into corporate psychology and mm. change management. Yeah. And I ended up talking to a wonderful lady from KPMG's back then at 18 years old saying, look, I'm going to university, 17 years old, I want to go to university, this is what I want to do. She said, look... When you come out, where you should head to is forensics. Because once you've gone into forensics, and she said, I got in there with a bachelor's, you'll probably have to have a master's. Yeah. And and you'll need to be at university for a fairly long stretch. Um, but if you really want to make some change and you want to get into corporations and do change management, then learn about the greatest challenge. Mm. So um, I... Yeah, I, I kind of took the challenge on. I went down to Otago University, went into learning about sport. Unbeknownst to me, that was kind of where I was going to also end yeah. up. You never know where you're going to head to, guys. Yeah. Like, seriously, okay. like I said this to Tash once before, all I can do is encourage people to keep saying yes. I mean, we collided with each other working yeah. with mentoring young people, and yeah. I keep saying to them, just say yes to opportunities. You don't know where they're going to head to. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Almighty, I, I, my first job was working at Jabberwocky Bod Shop, earning, you know, three bucks an hour packing rubber bands <laughs> and, and you know, magazines. Then I went on to working in Just Jeans, serving on the front of the store in Sherrard. Mm. And then one day working in Sherrard, someone offered me a job to go and model, saying that I looked a certain way. And then I ran June Daly Watkins Modelling Agency. Who knew working at Jabberwocky, yeah. poking, you know, yep. these packets of rubber bands mm-hmm. out to people was going to be ending up there. I mean, yep. honestly. And yeah. then I quit modelling because I wanted to take up a career in forensics and they gave me the school to run. I mean, who knows? Y- you don't know. And who knows? I, I think most people who are, are successful have had a very, very varied journey with them um, you know a lot of challenges along the way and, and lots yeah. of different experiences and, that, and I think it's those experiences that lead to you know where you actually should be in life without those experiences without those those um, you know different things in life you can't actually get to where you're supposed to be because it builds you it builds personality it builds character it builds you know strength and all those, those other things that you may not have if you had not have been through those things and, and not had those experiences so well, the proverbial glass ceiling is always the thing that you go pelting mm. and yep. you don't actually realize that you're doing it at the time mm-hmm. so at that particular moment I didn't realize I was breaking glass ceilings I was just doing something I was passionate about yeah, just being you. and so you know the awards like when I got that lovely award to you know international mm-hmm. woman of the year and every, you know and you kind of get these accolades and someone gives you a title I often say look I really love the fact I've got this because it's a great acknowledgement that I hope encourages a lot of other Mm. people but I didn't set out to get it what I set out to do was do something that I really wanted to do because I believed in it so much Mm -hmm. and I'm really proud of the fact that it's broken some glass ceilings and I'm proud of the fact that when I left forensics I had young women walk up to me and say we just want to say thank you and I said what's that for and they said because you came in here looking like you do and you went and worked in a maximum security jail, they now let us in to do what we're doing. I didn't even know I'd done that. Like, I didn't sincerely know. I just knew that when I gutsed it and I walked through the first set of grills and I had four guys walking behind me saying, we want to see their response to you, a rob went up my back and I said, you what? Hmm. I'm as good as you are. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to yeah, do yeah. this. Yeah. I'm great at this and I love the fact that I'm here and I'm here to make a difference. Yeah. And when people challenge me about how could you work with inmates and I said, well, I want to prevent reoffending. Mm-hmm. I want to ensure that every person who's been misread and who has 
done some really horrible things doesn't come out and continue to do those horrible things yeah. and that their circumstances are changed mm. so they come out and they live a healthy life with their families because every time I walk to that particular area where all these amazing women and mothers sit mm. waiting for these guys to come back mm. maybe their families also deserve that challenge and yeah. change too yeah, and then when you look at what happens with sport mm. and you look at marrying up circumstances also with veterans and people coming out of uniform populations i think it's that we've neglected so much with this issue of judgment or social judgment mm. the ease that we can give to people's lives mm. if we provide a safe place to learn the skills yeah. we need to learn yep. Yep. so that we can transition well so true yeah absolutely yeah so we, we <laughs> often talk about um we often talk about that ourselves in in what we do. So yeah, no, absolutely. <coughs> I'm start losing my voice here. <laughs> I thought you were going right. to cry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I thought it made you cry oh, finally. Like you made me no, cry no, trying to take some stuff off me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did, did I make you cry? <laughs> the orange car. Hey, oh, you mate, you shouldn't be surprised if he does cry. He does cry a lot, don't you? I know. <laughs> he's given me a hug before because you almost made me cry because <laughs> <laughs> it takes things off me all the time. <laughs> it's an orange car. You know, it's just it's like, but you. Taking cool. You always have to go pushing my buttons going, you wouldn't, and I look at you and I go, yeah, go and bring it on. Yeah, what did I say? You wouldn't take a, you wouldn't take a car for a guy in a wheelchair, would you? I said, yeah, I would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, it's yeah. my car, yeah. you're yeah. not having it. And that is exactly why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> so your parents were both diplomats? Yeah, so mm. my mum um, went on to be consul for Malta mm -hmm. um, in her later years when she transitioned and... You know, she continues to do that with education. But my mm. dad actually worked with Lyasa and then he went on to work with um, – he spoke 13 languages. That's wow. incredible. Yeah, That's and he incredible. had this thing called yeah. a language laboratory mm. um, and a fascination with Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the beautiful thing about his love of languages – his passion for Mother Teresa is that he met my mother mm. and he met my mother in Mumbai, India, and they were both working, you know, with Mother Teresa mm. and doing really cool things. And um, that was the place of my birth, Breach mm. Candy, India, you know, mm. like in Mumbai. Mm. And so, yeah, they both came from a diplomatic background. Mm. They both um, worked, you know, with a passion for people and their communities. Mm. And I think for me... Uh, what I've loved most about my upbringing was, you know, my father would say, you can work with princes and kings, mm. uh, but you welcome everyone to your table the same way. Mm -hmm. So that. that's that's given me that I want to evolve, you know, a health technology system and an education system that's affordable and accessible. Mm. And I want to make sure that any country we go into can acquire those skills through mechanisms and means. So if yep. there's challenges around digital access, how do we overcome that? Mm. So I think what it gave me was a, oh, you're the president of Nigeria. You're the prime minister of New Zealand. It's really lovely to meet you. Can I introduce you to? Yeah. 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 Um, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like to me, people are people. Yep. I have some real superstars on my team who I just adore. You know, Tam Taylor and um, Charles Reichelman and Pat Washington and um, Ian Shotton, who will cringe when I call him a superstar, um, <laughs> because he says, I haven't really gotten to represent my country yet. And I go, yeah, but you're a superstar coach yep. at yeah, what you do. Um, you know, Daniel Med and Amelia Cook, who's an amazing superstar who's represented both PNG and Australia. How how did we, as the optimization hub, work with DFAT to transition in the PNG hunters and bring them through 30 days of quarantine successfully? Mm. That's a big job mm -hmm. to bring <laughs> a group of guys in working with, mm. you know, other teams. Mm. But we were tasked with mm. their mental agility mm. and ensuring that they got through 30 days of isolation. Wow. That's no That's mean huge. feat mm. for guys that have come from villages. Oh, yeah. They were I staying at the, uh, were at the Gold, Gold Coast, Coast Performance Centre. Yeah. They yeah. were. Yeah. So yeah. we got them to the Gold Coast Performance Centre mm -hmm. after 14 days in PNG yeah. and 14 days in Brisbane. In isolation. Yeah, that must have been tough for them, hey. Wow. And, and I, I also think as athletes, 
that like the thought of me being stuck in isolation for that long, not being able to train properly and all that, that would drive me That's where the visual recognition system, the fact that we were an online learning system, the fact that we've got audio, video, we've got guys working with you in a fun environment Mm -hmm. and we utilise that. It, that's what got them through. Yeah, see, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's what you want, you 100%. know. And really, honestly, if I can say this much, I think all of us are locked up in our minds at a certain point of time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. getting free of that is what we're tasked with, so that you are agile. You're out there. You're using that fun mindset. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of everything, and you, you know, you're well thought out, so that you've got the skill base that's on autopilot that you need to be able to be the best athlete you can be in any circumstance. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, very much needed. <laughs> we talk a lot about, in, in once again, in what we do, we talk a lot about making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people um, because, you know, obviously, that's really, really key. How do you, how's it, how do, you do that yourself and, and with what you do within the optimization hub? Well, I think, you know, it's a really good question and it was really interesting. The other day I had a, um, a conversation with a veteran who said to me, um, you know, one of our guys, you know, like we've, we've got a couple of guys who are vets who work with us and he said, I bet you that nobody turns around ever and says to you, hey, that must have been tough coming out of working with forensics. What were the after effects? Because they'll expect that you chose that career so you signed up for it. So you just deal with the yeah. fact that you've seen guys, you know, set themselves on fire, you've pulled kids out of drains, you've cut men down who've hung themselves. Um, I think the same question needs to be asked of any CEO who's made it through COVID. Mm. Um, I think it was really tough for all of us in this environment. And I think everybody is going through catapults trying to make it through this recessive environment as well. So great question and I'll give you a very straightforward answer. Mm -hmm. Some days are amazing Mm -hmm. and some days I'm doing the very thing that we teach to make sure that I get back into getting on the saddle because, you know, it's challenging to see what we see Mm-hmm. Mm. it's difficult to witness um, a lack of responsibility in some of the entities we work with mm-hmm. to be able to um, prevent the problem, yeah. not mm. be the ambulance for yeah. the problem. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm a mum of two amazing athletes mm. who go yeah. through their own challenges. I, you know, am a mum and a dad as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm a leader of an organisation that houses... 40 amazing human beings who all have their own challenges in different environments and lives. Mm-hmm. When the buck stops, it does stop with me some days. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a pretty happy person. I'm very positive about everything I get to do. But the challenge for me is always how do I do more of what we do to see less of what we have to see mm-hmm. that's so difficult in this world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so last three questions, and these are questions that we ask all our guests, so that's sort of a bit of a quick fire, round things off. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, what does inclusion mean to you? Inclusion means that we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Inclusion means that when I walk into a room, nobody points to the pack, fact that I've got a nice pair of pins. <laughs> they simply say, it's great to have you here. Your yep. skill base is really yep. warranted and we need it. Yep. Inclusion means that um, my all-female tech team and our female athletes are embraced to work with females in sport mm-hmm. and they don't get overlooked for um, a guy that can come in who's charging 20 grand yep. because he's super famous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Inclusion for me means that every person that I get to see out there, that you get to see out there, is is actually looked at for their skills. Yep. Yes, not for not for how they look or how, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. We often say to people, in a, in a weird kind of way, the aim of what we do is for us eventually not to actually... Not to have to do what we do. Not to have to do mm-hmm. what we do. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to do yourself out of a career, right? Yeah. yeah. Inclusion and diversity means that we go to the next level, mm-hmm. you know, where we become um, capacity builders mm. of 
other skill sets. Yes. Because we don't have to push inclusion. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about what diversity looks like. We're just experiencing it. It's, so it just yeah. is. I tend yeah. to do this, Adam. I tend to just ignore the people that aren't inclusive yeah. <laughs> yeah. and who aren't embracing diversity. Yeah. And I just include them. Yeah. yeah. And I take it for granted that they get it mm. and I bring them along for the journey. Yeah. Best way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What would you do if fear wasn't a factor? Um, for me, fear is a question. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that fear is a, a factor. It's always been a question for me. Mm-hmm. Fear is an unanswered question. Um, and unfortunately, fear becomes fear um. and we become abrasive mm-hmm. and we react We react, yeah. and we turn it into fear when we haven't answered the question. So I try to always say, so what's the question and let's answer it and let's work mm-hmm. our way through it because it doesn't have to be fear. Yeah. Um, you know, it says she that still doesn't especially like heights. <laughs> so I challenge myself mm. and I go to places where there are heights or I embrace those things yep. because I'm willing to put myself in places, you know, um, and say, so what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here and I trust everyone around me. Yeah. We were in Auckland, uh, when we were in Auckland, last year? Uh, yes, October last and year. And the, yeah. the tower in Auckland. Yeah, the Sky Tower. Sky Tower. Yeah. And... People forgot to mention to me that when you get in the lift of Sky Tower, you can literally see straight off the end and in the lift like it's just a giant window. And, yeah, for somebody who's not a fan of heights, as you say, um, yeah, I was quietly breaking it. <laughs> all, the, all the glass that you've got to walk over at the top. So yeah. there's, see, there's I, that in Dubai I, as well, yeah, the glass. I, w- I got myself off my wheelchair and went and sat cross-legged and just looked down, down at the ground and he's looking at me going... What the fuck are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> and Adam just went, I'm in my day chair. That yeah. means I don't go there. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 that <laughs> you can much. take your nightcap <laughs> over there. I'm not going to join you. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I, I've I got a new wheelchair and I sit much taller in this chair than I did my old. I mean, that even gives me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> half the time. I'm like, too tall now. But it's interesting, isn't it? It's kind of like the stuff. And you have to just say to yourself, so fear is not the question. Mm. Um, the question is, is got something I've got to answer? Yeah. Yeah. So why am I afraid mm-hmm. and how can I be safe around the people that are here yep. and what's the number one thing I'd like to feel when I walked out of here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people that used to have recurring dreams of falling. <laughs> that was me. So m- maybe You and I need to go skydiving. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I am Shall trying. Shall we? Can I'm we do that? Trying Absolutely. I'm, 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 a, I'm not, you know, I'm concerned about it, yeah, but me too. I will give it a go. Have you, have you done iFly before? No. Oh, you need to come along and do that. Come with us, do I fly? Yeah, like okay. indo- indoor skydiving yeah. is so much fun. Like seriously, yeah. it is the even, right. even he enjoys it. We could do a it. podcast in there. Yes. Yeah, we oh, could oh, you imagine yeah. if we film that? I know, right? That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, Let's do it. Right. You're on. All right, <laughs> that's on. gonna. I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the messy one in the room. I can tell you all. Oh, yeah, it's gonna right. be okay. All right, you can have the orange car. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. It's that's orange, why you're getting me to do it. I have my ways. Good job. Do you have? bucket list and if so what's at the top of it um i do have a bucket list uh the first thing on my bucket list um, has been really elusive like i've always wanted to see peace and happiness for all in the world Mm -hmm. um and i want to see a a healthier world and one where you know mental health is easily accessible so i know that sounds like a naff bucket list but it really is the top of my bucket list um the second one on that bucket list and a very close second is happiness for my kids Mm -hmm. um the ability to access their dreams in their life um and then you know, the third there is I'd love to live in Greece um, and be able to do what I do from there and travel around and and see my amazing team doing incredible things in different places around the world um, and delivering what we do. That's mm. the third thing on my bucket list. Yeah. And I think fourth on that bucket list is the freedom to keep on having adventures mm-hmm. and to yeah. see that freedom of life is consistent and to keep on having those adventures with wonderful people Um and, you know, take those those happiness risks as often as I can, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and and right. heap 
people doing that. And the fifth is I'd, I'd really love to go back into, I did 60 Minutes a couple of times and I'd love to go back into radio and television. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I think that's the next iteration mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Um, so I love media and I think uh, responsible media is fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I love doing this stuff with you guys. And, it's and good, I, isn't it? And I think <laughs> that, um, you know, that's there. And I, I definitely think um, there's probably a lot of people, places and things I'd love to do. But those are the top five. Awesome. awesome. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Me too. So if people want to learn more about the OHUB and what you guys do and, and potentially – um, want to get involved in what you do, how okay. they touch base. So they can touch base by jumping on to your podcast and mm-hmm. um, I'll pro- provide you with a few URLs Great. that they there could jump into. There's one up on the live now. For those of you guys that are watching the Facebook Live, there is a link to the optimization website, optimization hub website right oh, now. You're so Absolutely, organized. but yeah. I'd love you to hit me up at, um, you know, at Graziella at the op- at Graziella Thake at the optimization mm-hmm. or Graziella.Thake at the optimization or hit us up on LinkedIn, Twitter, follow our Twitter um, or, you know, hit us up also on our Instagram and we'll provide you with a nice little scan barcode that you can grab a hold of at the end of this and um, I'll drop it with these guys here and you can jump onto any of our sites. If you've listened to today, then you need to say you've listened to today and the first 30 people in can be part of one of our courses for free. That's wonderful. um, Which is fantastic fantastic it's a breathe course that we'll give away and you can all attend the same class and can share some of the great stories of this particular podcast um which would be great and we're doing that because we're testing a new platform so i'd love you to come in and tell us what you think so make sure you jump on guys and take graziella up on this uh, this offer because it's um it's bloody fantastic absolutely yeah awesome Graziella, thank thank you so much for uh, hanging out thank with us. Thank you. We've we've loved having you on, and, it, and I think we'll have to get you back on again to talk about things a little bit more. Yeah, I think we could. Can we, we do iFly and do that? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's do I'm it. I'm going to get a adventure. portable kit, <laughs> so it. we can just yeah. sit. We can yeah. just sit in the foyer. I just, and you know what? Why don't we just get an airplane? Why don't we travel around the oh, world and do okay, this? Okay, I'm okay. And go with and that. introduce I'm lots sold. of. Okay, okay uh, let's make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can yes, you can you work yeah. this out so we can just go and go places? Because I think it would be fun, to be honest, to do a show on accessible environments Mm -hmm. and actually go and chat about that Mm -hmm. and make the world more accessible and more diverse and more inclusive and we could tackle some really cool stuff together. Sounds like a plan to me. All right, let's do it. I mean, right. I'm we're in, in for a show. I'm Who's going to fund it? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Work on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming in today. It's such short notice. We've um, we've enjoyed having you on and we will talk again soon. Love it. Okay. Excellent. Bye. How awesome was that? That was fantastic. It was so cool. Yeah, Graziella. So, so, yes, now that is the final part of um, Graziella's yes. two-part interview. And we, um, and, and we really... We really, really enjoyed. Um, we, we enjoyed having her on, and we've enjoyed yep. the show today. Yep. So, thank you guys for joining us uh, on you. next time's podcast. We don't have a guest sorted yet, but we will. Oh, we will. Well, we will. And it's my job. Um, I'll yes, figure it out. It's all good. Yeah, it's Adam's job, so maybe it won't get done. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love giving you a hard time. Um, anyway, we will catch you next time on Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs. You can find us on Facebook at the Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs podcast. Pop- podcast you can find us on instagram on two crips dot one pair of legs and um you can catch us here on on youtube so don't forget to subscribe excellent catch you next Thanks, time Podfire. peace well that's a wrap for this week's episode of two cripples one pair of legs as always we'd like to thank our studio guests for joining us and of course to the legends at Podfire for making all of this come to life If you like what you've heard or even if we've offended the shit out of you but you still want to hear more, make sure you hit the subscribe button and also check out our Insta page, twocrips.oneparoflegs, and you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops.